bike that I have, one day I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Is it not working? Is it working? Not working. You can hear me? Okay. Not through the mic. This joy that I have. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I have more mic trouble here at Happy Valley than any place I ever go for some reason, but I guess we all have our cross to bear. Amen. We greet you this evening in the name of the Lord Jesus and count it such an honor to, to be with you once again and want you to uh, uh, remember Brother Donnie he had a little place took off of his face today and so he asked if we would take the service tonight and so we trust that he's at home resting well and it's good to see each one of you out and those recovering from the COVID and those that's recovering from other things. It's just a good time to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, we may lose a battle now and then, but if you look at the back of the book, we've already won the war. <laughs> and when you win the war, the battles don't seem that important. You know, they always say history is always written by those who win the war. Amen. And so we just want to keep firing. Amen. Just keep on the firing line because it certainly won't be long. If you have your Bibles this evening, uh, turn with us over to the book of John. We're going to read from John chapter 1, starting at verse 43. And while you're turning there, I want to just share this quote with you that, that Brother Branham said, and just to keep it in mind as we look at some of these things this evening. Um, but Brother Branham says this right here. He said, the same word that spoke of the groom speaks of the bride. So there's not one word for the groom and one word from the bride. It's the same word for both of them. Amen. The same word spoke of the groom speaks of the bride. Amen. Now we want to read from John chapter 1 verse 43. And the Bible says this. So the day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip saith unto him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. And Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me, Jesus? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. And Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Amen. Let us bow our heads. I want to speak to you for a few minutes this evening on can anything good come out of Nazareth. 
And I want to take a context out of that, of this thought. Come and see. Come and see. Heavenly Father, thy word is true. I commit this congregation, myself, and this word into your hands for your glory. In Jesus' name. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Come and see. Our subject this evening doesn't start with Nathaniel standing before the Lord. But it actually starts 30 years earlier in a city called Nazareth. Now, Nazareth laid in the hills 12 miles southwest of the Sea of Galilee. And here's what Brother Brenham said about Nazareth. He said, Nazareth was a mean, wicked city. Very bad. Outlaws and gangsters and so forth raised up. And they had outlaw bands in those days and they, that come out of Nazareth. It was a very vile and wicked city. Now, when you hear this about Nazareth, you think, how could anything good ever come out of a place like that? It, it would be almost impossible where a, a city of such evil, of gangs and, 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 and uh, darkness and all the sin of the city, that it would be almost impossible to think that anything good at all could ever come out of that city. But you see, our God specializes in things thought impossible. Amen. Amen. What the doctor says is impossible. It's just our God's chance to show us just how great that he is. So what man would say would be impossible, God doesn't see it that way. The prophet said, here's something that will console us. He said, here's something that will encourage us. Out of the weakness and the humility, God chooses the people to build his kingdom out of. If you ever get to heaven, if we ever stand in the presence of God with his church, we'll stand in a bunch of people that's been weak, rejected, cast out by the world, and know it nothings. Well, praise God. That gives me hope. Because I sure am a know-nothing. Amen. God usually takes bad things to bring the good out. That's right. Life has to come out of death. Do you know that? He says it takes the bad things to bring the good things out. God takes nothings and makes somethings out of them. Oh, I'm so glad, aren't you, that when my life was nothing, when I was just a drunk and caught up in drugs and come out of the army with all kinds of baggage, but he met me down here in Jonesbury in an old building, and he took a boy that was nothing, and he washed him in the blood, hallelujah, and he made me something in his kingdom, amen, a son of God and a daughter of God tonight, that we can worship him in spirit and in truth, amen, liberated in the spirit of the living God to worship and obey him and to do the works of the Bible. Oh, hallelujah. God takes nobodies and makes somebody's out of them. Hallelujah. So there in this town of darkness and gross darkness on the people, for their thoughts were constantly of evil, where sin and everything abounded. There was in this city a young girl by the name of Mary. Now, Mary kept herself pure and clean from the world. She purposed in her heart that she would serve God 
And the prophet says she was just an ordinary little woman. But she knew that someday there was coming a Messiah. And what does that show us? That no matter how evil and how wicked it is, God's still got a people who can purpose in their heart, I will serve God regardless of the situations that's around me. Well, young people, don't tangle yourself in the world and the things of the world. Stay clean, amen. Well, so-and-so's doing it. Well, just because they do it don't mean you have to do it. Separate yourself, amen. In this evil age, in this dark age, in this ungodly age, keep yourself clean before the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, anybody that pulls you off this word is not your friend at all. Live a separated, consecrated life. So it was in this wicked, evil town of Nazareth. On a blue Monday, the prophet said, a wash day, as Mary was making her way down to the well of the virgin, which was what it was called. And she was going down to the well of the virgin to draw water. And while she was walking down the road, she was thinking about yesterday and how that she had gathered on the porch with her sweetheart Joseph to whom she was espoused to be married to. And they were talking about the word of God and talking about the service and the the things that the rabbi had said. And while they were talking, Joseph might have said, you know, Mary, I think it would be good for us to read a few scriptures. And she said, oh, I'll tell you, I'll go get it. And so she gets up and goes into the house. And in those days, it was like a, like a, like a vase that, like, like we would use for an umbrella stand. But it was like a vase and they would put the scrolls down in it. And Mary just goes in and grabs a scroll. But let me tell you, nothing happens to a Christian by coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidence. The Bible says the footsteps of the righteous is ordered of the Lord. And she picks up a scroll and she hands it to Joseph and he unrolls it and he says it's from the prophet Isaiah and he begins to read therefore the Lord himself shall give you a son behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel And when Joseph read those words, something struck Mary's heart. And Joseph looked up and said, why, Mary, are you okay? You you got tears in your eyes. Is there something about that scripture that touched you? I, I always thought you were such a pretty girl, but my, you just, your face is just radiant right now. Is there something about that word? And all the way to the well, she was thinking of the words of the prophet. What made me feel that way when I heard those words? What made you feel that way the first time you heard those words? Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. What made you feel that way the first time you turned on that tape player and you heard that voice say, good evening, friends. Something pulsating in your heart telling you this is real. She said, what made me feel that way? Thinking about the words of the prophet. Oh my, that's it, friends. Just keep your thoughts on the word. 
That's the prophet said. That's why we miss God so much. We're thinking about other things instead of him. Think on him. It's when you think on him. It's when he draws near to you and you draw near to him. When our hearts are stayed upon him. Amen. And our thoughts are constantly upon him. That's when he draws near to us. Well, brother, there I've not heard from the Lord in a long time. How close have you been to him? Have you been reading your Bible? Have you been praying? Have you been meditating? Meditating on the things of God and the things of the message of the hour. Come on, friends. We can't live six days in the world and run the church on Sunday morning and to be spiritual. But the more we think on him, the more our focus is on him and our eyes is off the world and our hearts is on Jesus. That's when we'll see the manifestations. I tell you, God still got angels and angels can stay men. But so many times we let the world tell us, God don't speak no more. God don't move no more. But I'm here to tell you, God still moves. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. She was thinking on these things, and little did she know that the prophet's words she was thinking on was coming into manifestation that day. The very words of the prophet was becoming flesh. In a virgin bride espoused to her groom. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. The very words of the prophet was becoming flesh in a virgin bride espoused to her groom. And all at once in that dark city of Nazareth, a light shined in front of her and something began to materialize in the light and she looked and standing there there stood the great angel Gabriel and he said hail Mary blessed art thou among women you have found favor with God hallelujah and he told her what was going to happen you told her what was going to take place you're going to have a child without knowing any man and you're going to call this child his name shall be called Jesus amen, amen. in the meanest wickedest, evil, gang-ridden, dark city. A supernatural light came to the darkness and an angel with a messenger came with a message that brought the words of the prophets to manifestation when the virgin espoused bride said be it unto me according to thy word she received the word and she become the word amen oh glory to God the prophet of God said you become the word as you receive the word and she said be it unto me and as she received what the prophet had prophesied when she received the prophet's prophecy that began to manifest in her and she began to testify without any sign without any symptom without any morning sickness she began to testify I'm going to have Emmanuel I'm going to have Jesus hallelujah and let me say friends if you ever catch the word of God just right and the revelation never strikes your heart you can testify of healing without one evidence of healing you can amen you can testify because God has struck it into your heart when he tells you your daughter shall live there's not a devil in hell there's not a demon in hell can ever change the mind of God hallelujah but you've got to receive the promise amen glory to God amen I felt good amen she became the word and she received the word now we move forward 
to the time of our scripture reading. And we find that Philip, who was of the city of Peter and Andrew, when he saw the Messiah sign, when Jesus told Peter who he was and who his father was, it set him on fire. Hallelujah. And when you ever come in contact with Jesus, it makes you a witness. If you ever come in contact with him, it makes you a witness. You've got to tell somebody what he's done for you. You've got to tell somebody what you have experienced. Here a few years ago, I was down in the southern part of Mexico among the Maya Indians. And I was speaking in English, and Brother Benaiah was interpreting in Spanish. And there was a brother out in the audience, I think it was, was interpreting into Maya. So the Maya don't speak Spanish, they don't speak English, they just speak Maya. So I was speaking English, Brother Benaiah was speaking Spanish, and this brother was interpreting into the Maya Indians. And so we had a prayer line that night, and this woman came up, and she began to talk to me. I, I didn't understand the thing the woman said. And I looked to Benaiah, he said, I, I don't understand Maya. He said, but I, earned, I, just, I, I just know enough to know. She said something about her ears. I said, well, we'll just pray for her ears. And I took my fingers and I stuck them in her ears like this. And I prayed for the woman. And when I said amen, this woman, this look of amazement come over her face. And she began to step back like this. And she looked around and she looked and behind her was her friend. And she reached and got her friend and pushed her up to the altar. And I turned to Brother Benaiah and said, you see that? God healed that woman. Why? It instantly made her a testimony. It made her a witness. Amen. She wanted her friend to receive what she received. And let me tell you, if you ever meet Christ the right way, you've got to tell somebody what he done for you. You've got to share it with somebody. It'll set your soul on fire. That's what we need today, friends. We need more people on fire for God. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, what we need in this hour, more than anything today, is experience. We have good people sitting on message pews and yet, they have never had a personal experience with God. We've got young people that was raised in this message, but they've never had their own personal experience. And let me tell you something, if somebody can talk you into this message, somebody can talk you out of it. But if you ever experience it for yourself, hell can't move you off the word, amen. To have a personal experience. Listen, I'm the, I'm the dumbest knife in the drawer. I'll admit that. I'm the dumbest preacher ever stood behind the pulpit. But I tell you one thing I do know. I met him. I met him in an old building. It was him. I knew it was him. I felt him when I was a boy. And I knew it was him speaking to my heart. Amen. Have a personal experience, Brother Keith, with Christ. I was in the backfield the other day praying. I got a little acre back there. I go back there and walk, and I was just talking to the Lord, praying. And while I was praying, this inspiration, I, I, this, this inspiration came out of me, and I said to the Lord, 
about the young people. I was talking about the young people. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, are we just getting them to shout? But are we getting them to Christ? There's nothing wrong with shouting. I love to shout. I wish we did more of it. But you can shout and not have it, amen. Oh, Lord, are we getting them to a shout, but we're not getting them to Christ? I told the young people up at the camp this year, we was up there, I said, look, if you shout, that's good. If you run the aisle, that's good. If they pack you out of here drunk, that's good. If you speak in tongues, that's good. Or if you get up and do nothing. If you just sit there on the altar and you're crying and you get up and walk away with tears in your eyes, don't judge it on that. But whatever you do, just get up changed. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And while I was praying, while I was talking to him along these lines, he said, I just, I just felt like this came to me. He said, go ask them. Are they just in the message? Or is the message in them? Listen to me. You can be in the message and not have the message in you. But you can't have the message in you and not be in the message. The hour has come, listen to me, we're at the end time. There were ten plagues struck Egypt. The ninth plague, how many knows what the ninth plague was? It was darkness. What was the tenth plague? Death. Death was striking the nations. Do you not see where we're at, friends? In the time of darkness and gross darkness upon the people and death striking the nations, we're at the end time. And the prophet of God said, the hour has come. Don't just come this far and say, I believe the message. You obey the messenger. Come into Christ. Say, well, I believe every word you say, Brother Branham. That's good. But that's just being able to read. Take the message. Take it into your heart. You must have the token. The very, listen to this, the very life that was in Christ be in you. When I see that, I will pass over you. Not a belt buckle, not an eagle picture, not a cloud picture, not a Malachi 4 license plate. Come on, somebody. When I see that, when you see what? When I see Christ in you, amen. What is the token? It's the life of the blood, amen. God help us have your own experience. Make sure that you've met him. Philip saw the Messiah sign. He saw what was foretold to take place and it set him on fire and he went around the mountain and he found his friend Nathaniel. When he got there, guess what he found Nathaniel doing? Praying. He was under a fig tree praying so Philip waited till he was done and when he was done praying Philip said oh buddy have I got something to tell you Jehovah promised us a Messiah 
and we found him. Hallelujah. We found him. Oh my, was it, did he come down off of a golden staircase? Did he come and walk down a staircase out of heaven and his feet off the ground? No. He was just an ordinary man. Nothing big about him. No swell about him. No education about him. He was just a carpenter. And Nathaniel looked at him and said, where's he from? Philip said, he's from Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, wait a minute. Boy, just hold your horses there just a second. Hang on just a second. Could there be anything good come out of Nazareth? Have you seen the paper, what's happening? The funding, the police, and all that's going. Have you seen the lawlessness? The, the, what is it called? A crash and grab or something like that? Can there be anything good come out of Nazareth? You see, the prophet said they was looking. They was looking for him to come out of Jerusalem. They thought he would come out of Jerusalem. But listen to me. You'll never find him looking in the wrong places. Using the wrong eyes. You've got to use the right eyes to see him. Brother Brim said, that's where many are looking today. Don't look there. The devil always uses man's head and his eyes. But God uses his heart. You look and say, oh, that just can't be. It's just unreasonable. See, I can tell. I can look at it. I can look at it and see. That's where the devil lays. The devil uses man's eyes. God uses the eyes of the heart. That's why so many people fail to see what God is doing in this hour because they're trying to find him through a head knowledge. God is not found by knowledge. Come on, somebody. But God is found by faith. Amen. Ephesians 1.18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. But listen to the amplified version. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. The eyes of your heart makes you see things that the eyes of your head can not see. You'll never figure out whether this message is right by looking on the internet. You must use the eyes. Of your heart. Satan chose the head. What man could see with his eyes. But God chose his heart. Amen. I'm so glad tonight. That this is not a head religion. But it's a heartfelt religion. Amen. That the word of God can squeeze your heart. And the juice comes out your eyes. Faith. Faith. Sees light. Where there's total. Darkness. I like that. 
faith sees light where there's nothing but total darkness. Impossibility. No way. Impossible. She'll never see again. She'll never walk again. But faith doesn't see that. Faith sees a Messiah. Faith sees a promise healer. Hallelujah. That the eyes of the blind would be open and the lame would get up and walk and leap for joy. Oh, hallelujah. Faith sees what the eye of the mind cannot see. Faith sees from the heart and says those things which are not as though they are. You see, they were looking for a general out of Jerusalem. God gave them a savior out of Nazareth. For the prophet said, he shall be called a Nazarene. He come fulfilling the volumes of the books that were spoken of him. I come to do the will of my father who sent me. I come to fulfill the volumes of the books, the words of the prophets. If you can't believe me, believe the works that I do, for they tell you who I am. Nathaniel said, wait a minute. What could possibly come out of Nazareth? And Philip, oh my, he, Philip said, well, listen to me. What, what, could, could, what could, Philip said, just listen to me a minute. Lay your intellectual and all your brain, just, just chill out just a second. And let me tell you about this Jesus. He makes a way where there is no way. He rises up from an empty grave. And there ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about this Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. Amen. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Who is this Jesus of Nazareth? The father promised him. The prophet spoke of him. Mary would deliver him. In the temple, they would glorify him. Judas would betray him. The Jews would condemn him. Pilate would censor him. Peter would deny him. His disciples would forsake him. The Gentiles would flog him and crucify him. Joseph Arimathea would bury him. The spirit would raise him. The father would receive him. The sinner would believe him. And the bride will manifest him. That's my Jesus. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? See, this is what excites me. You know, everybody's talking about the Super Bowl. I ain't worried about the Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl I'm interested in feasting on. People scream their head off at a ball game, say dead in church. You got the wrong experience. Come on, somebody. If this don't excite you, if this don't stir your soup, your spoon ain't in your bowl. Hallelujah. This message will change our lives. This message will prepare us for a body change. We've laid a lot of our loved ones down. We've laid a lot of our friends down. But oh, glory to God, this message will raise them up again. Amen. Hallelujah. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip gave him the best answer that could ever be given. Come and see. 
Uh, don't stay home and criticize. Don't get your website and criticize. Come and see. Huh? Come and see for yourself. Don't listen to the trash that's on the internet. Come and see for yourself. You see, Brother Bram didn't quote this message and live a different kind of life. We quote the message. I quote the message for 37 years. When, years when I was a young preacher, Uncle Calvin, oh, I love Uncle Calvin. Uncle Calvin, when I was just a young man, he said, Darrell, stay with the word. Tell him what the prophet said. I've always tried to do that. I quote the prophet. He didn't quote it. He preached it. He didn't say one thing in the pulpit and live something else outside. No, he didn't. He preached it and he lived what he preached. And what did it produce? It produced Christ in his ministry. It produced Christ in his life. And it'll do the same for you and me. This message is the material to make this bride rapture ready. Do you understand that? This message that we're feasting on, it's not some man's ideal. It's not some Kentucky hillbilly. It's thus saith the word of God. It's the message of the hour. And the very thing we're feeding on is the vitamins, is the elements that'll change our very bodies. It's the roadmap out. It's the exit door. Hallelujah. It is the security of your soul. This message is the material to make this bride rapture ready. Don't you understand? That's why Satan hates it so bad. Huh? You see him bashing the Methodist. You see him bashing the Baptist. You see him bashing. Uh, they call us a cult. And the Catholic Church is one of the biggest cults they are. You see him bashing them. No, they can't because they talk about their mama. He hates this message. You know why he hates it? Because it exposes him. It reveals his works, the attempted destruction of God's people. But he will never succeed. We are not going down. We are going up. Amen. <laughs> Satan hates this message. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Look at where we're at. I've been in this message since I was a little boy. I first heard of Brother Branham in 1966. Nobody in the late 70s, 80s, 90s, when I come to the Lord in, 90, in, 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 in December the 21st, 1981, nobody was bashing this message. Everybody respected the prophet's ministry. T.O. Osborne said, I have seen Jesus Christ in flesh in my day. Don't you see where we're at? Look at the pattern of the word. The same word speaks for the groom, speaks so for the bride. The Bible said when Jesus started his ministry, how many knows what they said? That they received him in the temples, being glorified by all. Everybody loved the loaves and the fishes. Everybody loved the miracles and the signs and the wonders. The start of his ministry, everybody was glorified. The Bible said he was glorified by all. 
And less than four years later, three years and six months later, they hated him to the point they murdered him. Don't you see where we're at, friends, in time? The hatred coming against this message is an end time sign of where we're at. They hated him, they killed him, then they buried him. But what was the next thing? After they rejected him, what was the next thing? The resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us, Lord. The brethren said the revelation of Jesus Christ in this hour, not what he was in another hour, what he is now. The Bible expresses it's growing in the bride. It's growing in the bride to full stature. As the word was being formed in Mary, so is it being formed in the bride. Jesus said about Satan, he has no part in me and I have no part in him. And the devil would like to prove that different, but he can't do it. So he does all he can, the prophet said, to destroy the confidence in the word. But when the church disbelieves Satan and believes the spirit's revelation of the word, the gates of hell cannot prevail against her. When we reject Satan's poison, when we reject his poison breath and take the Spirit's revelation of the word, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, but we shall prevail over them. Friends, how can a person have the Holy Ghost and deny the very word that the Holy Ghost was sent to vindicate in the hour that we're living in? Come and see. Taste of the Lord. See that he is good. You know, there's a boy one time uh, peeling an apple and he quartered it. And there was an infidel there that was debating whether there was a God or not. He was trying to prove there was no God. And this boy's peeling an apple. He quartered it up and he put a piece in his mouth. And, and the, the guy was watching. He got aggravated. He said, what do you want? He said, I want to ask you something. I want to ask you a question. He said, what is it? He said, this apple that I'm eating, is it sweet or is it sour? And the guy said, I don't know. I ain't ate it. He said, that's just what I thought. And he went back and he sat down. See, the trouble of it is today, they are condemning something that they have never experienced but taste of the Lord and see that he is good. See that his promises is exactly what he said he would do. Come and see the woman at the well. Jesus said to her, go get your husband. And she said, I have none. He said, you have well said, for you have had five. And the one you have now is not your husband. And you know what she said? Immediately she said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. She dropped her water pots and she ran into the city. What did she do? She ran into the city saying, come and see, come and see. A man who told me everything that I ever did is not this the Christ. But he never told her everything. He just told her one thing. But she knew if he knew that, he knew everything. See, Nathaniel, 
come and see. And when Nathanael got to where Jesus was, Jesus said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. How did he know him? How did he know that? How could he say that? How could he perform that? Because the promise that Moses made was being made manifest. The Lord your God shall raise up a prophet like unto me. And he was doing the prophetic, the prophet Messiah son, discerning the heart of the people. Behold an Israelite in whom there is no God. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you knew he was Israelite by the way he dressed. No, 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 no. They all dressed the same way. It wasn't by how he dressed. Huh? And besides that, he didn't just say you're an Israelite. He said, in whom there is no guile. A very truthful, sincere man. And it so moved Nathaniel. It so astonished him. He said unto him, Rabbi, have we met before? How, how do you know me? How do you know me? He said, before Philip called thee, I saw you under the tree. The prophet said, that was 30 miles away. What eyes he possessed to see through a mountain 30 miles away and see Philip under a tree praying. And immediately, Immediately, Nathaniel began to testify, Rabbi, you're the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. Come and see. Yes, out of Nazareth, the son of God, the king of Israel, the word made flesh out of a wicked, dark, lawless City, can the prophetic word made flesh? Come and see. Come and see what the Lord hath done. It is marvelous in our eyes. So I ask you this before we close. I want to ask you this question this evening Can anything good come out? Of Laodicea. I say to you my brother my sister. Come. And see. The same word. That spoke of the groom. Speaks of the bride. In this Laodicea church age. The darkest of all church ages. Isaiah 62 says this, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Listen to this quote. It's a strange thing not long ago on the East Coast, the big blackout. They couldn't understand it. Texas blacked out last week. They can't understand it. Don't you realize those blackouts? That's a sign. Do you know in 2021, there was 350 million people without power due to blackouts around the world? And the prophet said, the blackouts is a sign, Brother Keith. And the day of gross darkness, the ninth plague that struck Egypt was darkness. 
so dark that they dare not move against one another. They couldn't even see who was sitting across from them. They didn't know whether it was a man or a woman. And I say in Laodicea, it has gotten so dark that they don't even know whether they're men or women anymore. A man is breaking records on a women's swim team and rejoicing like he done something great. And they're calling him a she. Because it's like the emperor who wore no clothes. They ain't got enough sense. Come on, friends. The same people that says follow the science. But they won't follow the science about a man and a woman. When the director of health, an admiral, a navy admiral, is a woman who's really a man but thinks she's a woman. And they're in charge of the health. You know, the ones that's telling us what to do and not do. <laughs> you need to follow the science, all right. Do you realize, he said, that's a sign. Don't you know nations are breaking? Israel's in her homeland. These signs are indicating we're at the end. And the same time, it's blacking out. Don't you know that's a sign that the prophet said? Look just how it's blacked out. The Pope just came over. Remember the tabernacle in them? You've got the tapes. I guess all of you take them. How that the Lord showed there that day in the tabernacle when he was drawing out the church ages and the pillar of fire came down and what he was drawing on the blackboard, the pillar of fire drove it, burned it on the wall. 400 people sat there and watched it happen. Amen. How that the Lord showed there that day in the tabernacle exactly where those churches would be and how they would be. I had them drawn out on the board up there, them church ages, which you see here drawn out in the book. And if the Holy Spirit didn't come down in a big pillar of fire and went right back there on that wall and drawed them out himself while three or four hundred people sitting there looking at it. And just as the Pope started over here, the moon somehow blacked out. The moon, you know, types the church. The moon somehow blacked out just as the Pope started over here and they took their pictures the same way that it was drawn up here on the platform. Now he's made his trip over here on the 13th, walked 13 steps, served communion to 13, to a nation that's numbered 13, and blackouts are coming everywhere. Don't you see where we're at? We are at the end time. And that day of gross darkness the darkest church age when man is rich and increased in goods and have need of nothing. And he said, no, you're not. That you're blind, wretched, poor, and you're naked. And you don't even know you're naked because it's so dark, Brother Larry. They can't see. Stagger like a drunk man in the darkness. Think about it, friends. Scoffers shall rise and say in the last day. Scoffers shall rise in the last day. Scoffers shall rise in the last day. Say there's no difference in the time but what it was when our fathers fell asleep. But when you see these things begin to happen, raise up your head. Get ready. Something could happen anytime. Christ will come for his church. Brother Barnum said there are bombs right now waiting that some drunk guy pushed a button and it and, and, and annihilate the whole world. But he said, don't worry, before one bomb Amen. ever strike this nation, the bride will be gone. So well, Brother Dale, he said some morning. That's right, some morning. But don't you realize it's morning in Russia now? Yeah. 
There'll be two in bed, one taking one left. There'll be two in the field, one taking one left. Do you know that before morning, the prophet of God said here in Tennessee where we stand could be ashes before morning? And it's 90% more apt to be than it is 10% not to be. And before that could ever happen, before morning, the bride would be gone. Oh, friends, do you not see where we're at? Think about that. When you see these things begin to happen, raise up your head, get ready. Something could happen any time. Christ would come for his church. It's time of gross darkness, but there shall be light at the evening time. There shall be light come forth in the evening time when the blackouts and things are going on like they are now. It shall be light. Lawless age, men's hearts are continually evil. Men boast that they have need of nothing. Can anything good come out of Laodicea in the darkest of all church ages? I say, my brother, my sister, come and see Come and see. Don't get caught up in what's happening. Don't let the pandemic get you down. Don't look at these things. Get your eyes off the current events, as Brother Donnie said the other night. Get your nose out of Fox and get it back in the Bible. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. How tragic it is the first age did not listen. They did not listen to the Spirit. Instead, they listened to man. But thank God, in the last age, there will be a group rise up. A group rise up. The true bride of the last day. And she will listen to the Spirit In that day of gross darkness, the light will return by pure word. And we will return to the power of Pentecost to welcome back the Lord Jesus Christ. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness of people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the time of evilness, in a time of lawlessness, in a time of gangs and time of thievery and all the things that are happening. In that time of darkness, there comes a supernatural light in the evening time. And what does the light do? Amen. What does it do? You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you've promised the works I do, shall you do so. And more than this shall you do, because I go to the Father. And behold, in the last days, I'll send to you Elijah the prophet. And he'll change the thoughts of the people and turn the hearts of the children back to the apostolic teaching of the Bible. And it shall be light about the evening time. Like the city of Nazareth, a vile, wicked city in this Laodicea age, right in the midst of the chaos. God sends his word once again to separate the darkness from the light and like Lazarus or excuse me like Nazareth like Nazareth once again like Nazareth there is a virgin bride who is espoused to her groom receiving the promised word for her hour 
The same word speaks of the groom, speaks also of the bride. When the groom came, when the groom came, who announced his coming? It was a man with the spirit of Elijah on him, making the way of the Lord. When he come in the form of the groom, when he comes in the form of the bride, what will he do this time? Once again, he'll send a man with the spirit of Elijah upon him to prepare, amen, to prepare the way of the Lord. Can there be anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see the word being made flesh. Can there be anything good come out of Laodicea? Come and see the word is being made flesh. Once again, hallelujah, in my flesh, in your flesh. Oh, God. I want to read you some of these things because so you'll know it's his word, not mine. We ain't got much time left, honey. This is what the prophet's speaking. We ain't got time. We ain't got much time left, honey. I, I call you honey because you you are my honeys. You know. Here, here's a scripture. Paul said, "I'm jealous over you, his church, with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you." There you are. That's got it. That's it. For I espouse you, engage you to Christ as a chaste virgin, as Paul did. As Paul did. Here it is. Here it is. As Paul did. I espouse you as a chaste version to Christ. Engage you to Christ. I engage you to Christ as a chaste version. If that was true then, on that day, he said to them people, he said, them people said to me, said, Jesus will come to you and you'll present us to him, a chaste virgin, judged by the word that you preach to them. And look, if I preach to you just what Paul preached to his church, if his group gets in, ours will too. Because we've got the same thing. Because we've got the same thing. The same word spoke of the groom speaks of the bride. What came out of Nazareth? A promised Messiah, Jesus the groom. What comes out of Laodicea? A promised bride. Mistress, Jesus Christ. The bride. The same word speaks of the groom, speaks of the bride. Now the Holy Spirit was poured out and they rejected it. And when the Jews rejected it, the Gentiles received it, which was a type of the bride. He said he would call the people out of the Gentiles for his namesake. That little girl sitting back there used to be a brawl, but she's a Branham now. She's my wife. And the bride of Jesus Christ will be Mistress Jesus Christ, baptized in his spirit, in his name, filled with his power, robed in his righteousness. Hallelujah. There she is. And now notice, that is a Gentile bride clothed in his righteousness filled with his power anointed by his spirit what is she? a Messiah come and see in this hour the word is being made flesh in my flesh, in your flesh don't you see all he's done he's just changed his mask Remember the play Brother Brennan went to and the boy played three different parts and he went backstage and changed his costume and he came out something else and he went back and changed and he came out something else and he went back and changed and he came out something else but it was the same one all the time. Don't you see what God does? The God that was veiled behind the mask of Jesus. That same God is now veiled behind the mask of his bride. <laughs> 
And I say to you tonight, we are more than a church. We are a body on the earth. And he being the groom, the bride has to come forth because it's a part of him. And it can only be the manifestation of the fulfilling of all the revelations. Any others that spoke of the bride, it can only manifest, she'll only manifest what's spoken of the bride. It can only manifest. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. Can anything good come out of Laodicea? Come and see what the Lord is doing. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. Because she's flesh of his flesh. She's bone of his bone. She's life of his life. Power of his power. She is him. As a man and woman are one. Now as sure as Adam and Eve had to be the same spirit, Christ in the church has to be the same spirit. The same ministry. The things I do shall you do also. You see what I mean? They had to unite together. Flesh and blood. And God had to come together and be one spirit. And Jesus Christ and his church is one. One spirit. Oh God, friends, do we see it? Oh, I know we don't see it like we do, but we've got to look at these things. We've got to understand these things. We've got to see the hour that we're in. We've got to see what God is doing more than just sin a prophet. The message of the hour is not God sin a prophet. The message of the hour is Christ in you, the hope of all glory. Amen. Come and see. Come and see. Just give me just a couple minutes. Notice the harmony of the Father and the Son. The harmony of the Father and the Son. Jesus never did anything until first it was showed him by the Father, John 5, 19. This harmony, this harmony that was between the Father and the Son now exists between the groom and his bride. Father, Son, groom, bride. Father, Son, groom, bride. The harmony that the father had with the son, now the groom has that same harmony with his bride. He shows her his word of life. She receives it. She never doubts it. Therefore, nothing can harm her, not even death. For if the seed be planted, the water will raise it up again. Here is the secret of this. The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Laodicea? The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. The bride has the mind of Christ. For she knows what he wants done with the word. Christ thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It's not robbery. It's not robbery for the bride to confess. I'm my father of one. When you see me, you see the Father. The bride has the mind of Christ, for she knows what he wants done with the word. She performs it, the command of the word in his name, for she has thus saith the Lord. Then the word is quickened by the Spirit, and it comes to pass like a seed that's planted and watered. It comes to full harvest, serving its purpose. 
Come and see. Can we see what Nathaniel saw? Can we see what the woman at the well saw? Can we see what Mary saw? That revelation that struck her heart when she realized, I am what Isaiah saw. It's me. The prophet's prophecy has become flesh in me. Isaiah, 800 years before I was ever born, spoke of me. That revelation, Brother Rob, struck her heart. I am what? I am what Isaiah saw 800 years ago. He saw me. It's me. The prophet's prophecy. The Isaiah's prophecy has become flesh in me. Can we see what the little boy saw who saw his image in the mirror for the first time and that revelation struck him and he cried out, Why, mama, it's me. It's me. What is coming forth in Laodicea? The Word made flesh. The Messiah on the earth doing the works that Jesus did when he was here, making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we are grateful to see there is a Messiah. 1,900 years of all kinds of theology and movements. But still in the darkness of it all, you promised that you would appear here in the last days. In this Sodom day, you would make yourself known to the children of Abraham, the called, the elected. And here you are tonight after 1900 years. You're just as much alive tonight as you was when you talked to the woman at the well. It's God. It's God manifested in flesh. Old Brother Tracy used to say, y'all remember Brother Tracy sit right there? As he used to say, it's just God, honey, it's just God. It's just all God. You're just as much alive tonight as you was when you talked to the woman at the well. It's God manifested in the flesh. God manifested in the flesh. Now in the flesh of his bride. For the bride and the husband is the self-same flesh. These two are one. And the church is becoming the bride all the time by believing the word. So that the word and the church becomes the same. The word in the church making it the bride. The last sign. God identifying himself. God identifying himself. The word in the church. Oh, brother, if I could only see Jesus. Just look around. Just look around. Can anything good come out of Laodicea? Can anything good come out of this age? What murder rates are shot through the roof? You know, the, the, they, they, they condemn the police and let the criminals go. Hardly safe to even walk down the street anymore in this ungodly sodomite age. Can anything good come out of Laodicea? I say yes. I'm looking at it. It's you. It's you. He spoke of you. He prophesied of you. He said you would be here. The word has been made flesh. Come and see what the Lord has done. Who is this that I see coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on the arm of her beloved? It's the bride. The word may. Oh. Hey.
Amen. It's the Word made flesh. Come and see what the Lord has done. Do you love him? Do you believe him? And I say to you, arise. Arise. I told you I was going to close. I'm going to close. Arise and shine as thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Once more the world will know that there's a God. Once more the world will know that there's a bride. For signs and wonders will follow her. Oh, it won't be a great show. But all around the world it's happening, friends. All around the world. I was over in Cottonwood, Arizona here not long ago. And a tumor disappeared off of a woman's chest during the service without even prayer. We're living in the hour of the manifestations of the sons of God. Speak the word. You got a habit in your life? Speak to it. Speak to it. Tell the devil, sit down and shut up. Well, brother, we don't say shut up. Well, tell him to hush. (laughs) Tell him something. Tell him something. People come up for prayer. They can tell you everything the devil told them that week. The devil said this and the devil said that. And sometimes I think, why do you listen to him? They can't give you two good quotes. They can't give you one good scripture. But they know everything the devil said. But I tell you, if I was going to study on something, if I was going to look at something, if I was going to meditate on something, let me meditate upon these things. I'm the bride. He ordained me for this hour. All the gates of hell cannot prevail against me. But I will prevail over them in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I'll take a body change and I'll leave this world. Goodbye. It's not something that's going to happen. I tell you, it's happening now. Come and see. Listen to me, young people. Have your own experience. Knowing for yourself. He'd be just as real to you as your faith can declare him to be. you're here tonight you're drifting don't go out in the lay on the sea listen to me don't go out there shut the door let the death angel pass strike the dwelling post let the token be applied apply it to your life be ready know that you know that you know The world has nothing to offer you. I know we got to get education. I know we got to work. I know we got to get gas. I I understand all those things. But do not let that be your God. Anything come between you and God is your God. Put him first. If you can't stay off those websites, break your iPhone. You can still write a letter. 
If you ain't got the money for the stamp, I'll pay for it. Live clean. Let's get ready to go, young people. Come and see. Come and see what the Lord is doing in this hour. Don't get blindsided. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your eyes on this. Stay focused on this. Out of Nazareth, a dark, evil city, come a virgin bride who brought forth the promised word for the hour. And out of Laodicea, this dark, evil age, there is a bride who is bringing forth the promised word for this hour. She's standing on her feet. She's bone of his bone. She's flesh of his flesh. She's life of his life. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. He's just changed his mask. He's living in you. He's living in me. Manifesting his word for this hour. You got a wayward child? Hold that token over him. Hold that life over him. Sometimes we try to hang on to him. Just give him to Jesus. He knows how to get their attention. Amen. When Jessica was hurt, I said, Lord, I give her to you. I can't. I can't help her. There's nothing I can do to help her, Lord. I give her to you. Whatever you do with her, I'll still love you. And he gave her back to me. And a few years later, I read it to Brother Louie down at Walmart. He was giving little Debbie cakes out. He said, come out to the truck. I got some cakes for the kids. That's the way I do not look like I look. It's Louis' fault. And I go out to the truck, and he's playing the tape. And Brother Brandon says something like this, just from memory, talking about Yosebed. Said Amram and Yosebed gave Moses to God. And when they gave Moses to God, God gave Moses back to them. And while I was there, I felt his presence come over me. Wow. <laughs> and something spoke to my heart and said, because you gave me Jessica, I gave Jessica back to you. <laughs> Give up to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Whatever. Come and see. Don't miss your hour of visitation. May he never weep over us as he did Jerusalem. When he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how off I would have gathered you under my wings. But you would not. Oh, God, come under his wings tonight. Come and see. Come and taste of the Lord and see that he is good. Do you love him? I hope this has made sense. It's just in my heart. Let's bow our heads Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. How I love you, Lord. How I love you, Lord. How I thank you from the bottom of my heart. That you sent Elijah to find me. How I thank you, Lord, on this hillside. When I come here as a boy, six year old, 
when we had service over in the basement of the old church. I am so glad that you came to this place called Happy Valley and revealed to us the coming of Elijah to turn our hearts back to the faith of the fathers. That we could be as Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. Oh, Lord, I pray tonight, God. If there be one here, Lord, I, I don't know, God. But if there be one here, maybe they're drifting. Maybe they're just a little confused. Oh, Lord. We can never go so far down that your hand can't reach down to us. Matter of fact, you can reach further down than I can ever reach up. But Lord, Lord, tonight, as your spirit just blew over the audience, if there be one here who's been drifting, if there's one here that's just been caught up in the chaos, and they've let it get into their spirit and they're down and they're weary and they're discouraged. But may they come and see tonight that all that's happening around us doesn't change your word. It only vindicates that the message is right. Oh God, may we lay aside everything. May we lay aside everything. Kneel at the foot of the cross. That you can wash us and cleanse us and use us for your glory. Grant it tonight, Lord Jesus. And there'll be one here, young, old, mama, daddy, brother, sister. I, I, no one's looking around. If you just say, Brother Dow, would you just remember me tonight? I've just slipped, I've lost my focus. I've got so caught up in love to see all I've seen is the negative. And I've got bitter. But oh, lay it down tonight and go free. Like the little girl up in Alaska, she laid that alcohol down, walked away free. Just lay it at his feet tonight. Oh, come to his altar. Express your heart to him. Would there be one here? Would you slip up your hand and say, Would you remember me? God bless that hand, that hand. God bless that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand there. God bless that hand all over the building. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. They're not heavy, they're my brother. They're my sister. And I pray tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the same anointing that raised my Lord from the grave, that same anointing tonight move upon each heart, upon each life, God, I pray. Let a revival break out in every home and every heart. Every young person that's got weary, every young person that's drifted, I ask you tonight, in the name of Jesus, oh, may they feel the wooing of the Holy Spirit. And may they come, Lord, tonight.
Granny, Lord, I pray. Oh, Father, those that are sick among us, Lord, I ask you tonight, may you move upon each need. You are our healer and the deliverer of all of our afflictions. We look to you, Lord, the author and finisher of our faith. And now, Father, I pray for your sick children tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, you're defeated. My Lord defeated you at Calvary. Come out of the people. In Jesus' name, I believe, Lord. I believe. Oh, do you love him tonight? Oh, bring all your needs to the altar. I said bring all your needs to the Lord. He is so Just bring all your needs to the Lord. Why don't you bring all your needs to the altar? Oh, bring all your needs to my bring all your needs to the Lord. I'm going to bring all my needs to the altar. I'm going to bring all my needs to my Lord. For He is He's so willing and able to help me this bring all your needs to the Lord. Oh, bring all your needs to Amen. Right there. The altar's in your heart. Just right there where you're at right now. Bring all. Just talk it over with him. Come and see. Come and see the hour you're living in. Come and see what we're at in time. Ask him tonight for the Holy Ghost. Ask him to seal your soul tonight. Ask him to come into your heart tonight. Oh, apply the token. Let's get ready to go. Call out to him tonight. Oh, Jesus, have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. Bring all your needs to the altar. So willing and able 
And she kept these things And pondered them deep within her
certainly appreciate Brother Daryl. Amen. Just a very special, special, special person to us. Amen. Certainly appreciate every time he ministers, speaks to our hearts. Amen. Let's sing this little course tonight as we go. Uh, just take your time, worship the Lord for a moment more. Amen. My hope is in the Lord. Let's sing that tonight. Oh, my hope is in the Lord. This time on and evermore, oh, my hope is in the Lord forevermore. Oh, my hope is in the Lord. Oh, from this time on. Standing on within the presence of the Lord, in whom the wisdom of the ages lie, for whom the raging of the sea subsides, the living sacrifice, my only source of life, my hope is in. From this time on and evermore, oh, my hope is in the Lord forevermore. Tender mercies come with every rising sun to meet the sinner in his broken. healing and forgiveness and those who trust in him will find their hearts at rest 